You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Find out uh, what number Rich Hornberger puts uh, next to uh, to uh, to his listening uh, pleasure. Are you uh, P1, P2, P3, P4, Rich Hornberger? Uh, state your name and uh, and your preference, please. Are you talking about in terms of listening to Willard and Dibs? Yes, exclusively yes. Willard and Dibs. Yes, I'm a I'm a P1000. I am a uh, robot from the future who has listened to all of your shows. I'll tell you what, you guys are gonna love how this whole show, this whole situation ends up. Really <laughs> Start calling you Ornbot, Rich Ornbot. Exactly. P1, yeah, P1000. That sounds like something that we should buy for our kitchen, and it would just make cooking dinner a lot quicker. It slices, it dices. Somehow it always ends up with food. Uh, with uh, when when nice. you come on, Rich, it never takes more than thirty seconds. Yeah, well, listen. I mean, it's uh, I'm actually hovering over a sandwich as we speak. So can we make this snappy? Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll get in. We'll get out. We'll get on. Uh, I don't know how to transition from the fun and the laughter uh, to last night. I really, and this is always true. I think you're a phenomenal social media follow. I, I think one of the reasons we love having you on, one of the reasons it was great doing a show with you, you're very, very authentic. It's easy for people. You let people in, and you're an authentic human being in addition to being a former NFL player. So take us through, if you would, Rich, what goes on in the mind and the heart of a player when they see something like last night take place? Boy, it's... Uh... You know, players play through everything. We, re- we really try to. I mean, if, if you can just tape it and get me back on the field or shoot it up and get me back on the field, I'll do it. And that's happening, I promise you, at every single one of the 16, if there's no bye week contest going on across the NFL every single week. Uh, there's somebody who's got a broken this or a sprained that, and they're stepping into, you know, uh, a side room off the locker room at halftime and they're getting an injection or they're, they're getting, uh, they're, they're, they're getting taped up or they're finding a way to fight through whatever it is. When something like what happened yesterday occurs and it's something tragic to that level where an ambulance is on the field alongside your, your teammate and you're watching a guy fight for his life that's a whole different story because even even with neck injuries and I've been there numerous games where somebody was body boarded and taken off the field on a cart and you know the the little thumbs up whether they're able to or not and then later on you find out what the search the the circumstance is going to be moving forward like even those instances as scary as they are the game continues the most jarring thing about last night is they postponed the game. The NFL doesn't postpone games. 
I mean, when's the last time we saw a postponement? Nine eleven. I mean, they didn't put, they didn't miss a single game during a worldwide pr- pandemic. Like we didn't necessarily know if it was safe for people to be out there and playing football. And they said, you know, look, this is what we do, so this is what we're going to do. And they found a way to fight their way through an entire season without missing a game. It was profoundly jarring seeing the scenes of a player being resuscitated on the field because you were aware with the urgency that the first responders were, were reacting to the situation with, that the circumstances were dire. And then seeing the visuals of, you know, Josh Allen and, and you know, Joe Burrow and teammates of, of uh, DeMar Hamlin openly sobbing on the field. I'd be right there with them because that's, um, that is the most uncomfortable position you could be placed in is realizing that, you know, for this game that you've loved and played your entire life that you've, you've created your identity around, it, you could pay the ultimate price for it. And, um, and that's a reality that everybody's faced with today, whether or not they've played football, you know, a single snap or never in their life. And Mark actually told a great story about his teenage daughter who asked him about the player not being a football fan and my wife herself who doesn't watch football. We spent about 90 minutes watching the aftermath last night together and this hits all of us as human beings, Rich. But the question for me uh, to you about being a football player is how do you go on if you're a Buffalo Bills player, even if you're a Bengals player, how do you find a way to, to strap it up again and get back out there knowing that, you know, your teammate is in critical condition or even if he if he gets better, how do you how do you find a way to move forward? Well it's an interesting question, but the the answer isn't that interesting. Um so the answer to that question is you just do it. Like at some point at some point during that that whole that whole incident that occurred last night, the players were made aware that the game was going to continue. I'm convinced of it, and and regardless of what the NFL is going to say, you know, to keep their PR clean. I mean, ESPN reported it. I know Westwood One and ESPN Deportes they deported it. Uh, they uh, reported it as well. You know this this game was going to continue. And then it, it seems to me like it was that conversation between Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott that led to the players and the coaches leaving the playing field. And then the NFL executives who were on site then had discussions with, you know, players and coaches and came to the decision that the game would be postponed. But up until that discussion between Taylor and McDermott, it appeared to me that, players were starting to rally the troops. They were starting to warm up and get ready to go back out there and play. Now, do I think that 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 would have been the best idea? Absolutely not. And I'm very, very happy that the game was postponed. But football players have this insane ability to compartmentalize. You know, it's it's really strange to say this today, but there's a sense of humor about injuries when you play a sport as dangerous as football. And I'm sure this is shared with boxers. I'm sure this is shared with mixed martial artists. I know this is shared in law enforcement where the stakes are much higher. We're talking about lives on the line in the military where there's this dark sense of humor, this gallows humor about injury. And you just have to sort of almost like laugh in the face of danger in order to get to the next day, to the next play 
and not be rational about what you're doing because you wouldn't be able to operate. So I'm sure if if the coaches were on board and there wasn't any sort of you know revolt or discussion amongst players, that game could have been finished last night. But I'm so glad it wasn't because I don't think anybody was in the headspace to play a competitive football game. Um, I don't think that's what's best for Hamlin, for his family, uh, for any of those players on that field. So the right decision was made, but I promise you the NFL is going to find a way to play that game. And I also promise you the players are going to be eager to finish that game. Yeah, that's a very interesting thing you just said there at the end, Rich, because before the show, Dibs and I were in the other room kind of talking about what do you think the Bills want? Because they've flown home. They've got another game this weekend. It's already Tuesday. Seeding is on the line for the AFC. I'm sitting here saying all of these things that people know. Well, ah, that's irrelevant because we're we're you know we're focused on Demar Hamlin, and that's true. But at, a, at like at a certain point, the, the Bills have right. They've worked so hard to get to this point, and I think we're acting today like all of them would be willing to just be like, yeah, never mind. You know, forget the rest of the season and and. I was like, I doubt that's what they they want. What do you think the Bills want this to look like over the next two to three weeks? I think what they would want is some time to process what they all experienced. But I also believe that they would want to finish what they started against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think the Bengals want to finish what they started against the Bills. So I'd imagine a circumstance where even if it meant short rest heading into the postseason, however the whole playoff picture shakes out, um, these players are going to want this game played. Because like you said, what do you finish the game in a tie? You know, the Cincinnati Bengals are leading by four points with five minutes left in the first quarter. So do, do they win? Do you just, do we just act like the game didn't happen? You know, uh, you know, I, th- those aren't, those aren't great answers to a very complicated question. And what we saw during the pandemic that we never saw in the history of the NFL are so many rescheduling of, of games logistically where many people thought, well, it's impossible on short notice to play a game on a Wednesday if it was scheduled for a Monday. Well, it's sort of like a says who. We've never tried it, so let's try it. And they did it, and they were successful. Now, obviously, we were in a different time two years ago when all that was happening. What happened last night we're talking about a young man fighting for his life today, you know, in the backdrop of this conversation. But, like, let's let's live in a world for a moment where DeMar Hamlin comes out of this successfully today. And he's conscious, and he's coherent, and he, can, and he can express his thoughts. Do you think he wants the Bills, you know, to, to, to cede that game to the Bengals? Do you think, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure... Based on the sacrifice he just made, he he wants to see this thing through too. I, and I don't want to speak for him, but as a football player and knowing that brotherhood and knowing what the men in that locker room are made of, I'd imagine that would be the argument. So, I, I like I said, you know, what led us to this conversation part of the conversation. I, I really do find, I really think they find a way to get this game played if it means postponing the final game of the season for the Bills and their opponent, which I believe is the Patriots for Week 18. Yeah, the Bills uh, are at home. Cincinnati also at home for Week 18. But what if it takes longer than just today, Rich, for him to come out of this? What if it's three days or four days and we, you know, he continues to be in critical condition heading into the weekend? Is it 
unrealistic to expect Buffalo to go out and play a Week 18 game? Or does this come down to what you're talking about with the compartmentalizing that football players must do? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna. It's obviously going to take a discussion within that, that organization amongst those players to come up with the answer. But again, this would be mere speculation from my standpoint, just having been in locker rooms with players, and this is a prideful group of people we're talking about. Um, I'd imagine, I'd imagine they'd want to play, and and I who knows how well they play, or you know if they are completely into the game whenever it's scheduled to be played. But I'd imagine they'll want to finish what they started. And and you know, there's a part of me that I keep trying to put myself in the shoes shoes of the players you know, out there in Buffalo and think like, how would I feel about this? Well, I think the way I would, I would, I would try to wrap my head around all of this is the best way to honor Mar Hamlin is to go out there and compete just the same way he did before this unfortunate incident, you know, and, and this is something that potentially could happen to anybody, you know, if it is, you know, Commotio Cordis or, you know, there, there's some speculation that this might have just been unlucky blunt force trauma shot to his chest that caused arrhythmia and a ventricle at the exact right millisecond during the heartbeat that caused this sudden cardiac arrest. And if that's the case, it's, it's clearly an extremely rare occasion that this occurs because there's 200 tackles made a game. And this is the first time we've ever seen an instance of this in the NFL. Um, at least in my lifetime. So, uh, you know, considering the rarity of the event, if, if it is, you know, di- or uh, uh, suspected that that's the case, and with more information coming out from the hospital room and, and the condition of DeMar Hamlin, I'd imagine that that group is going to want to go out there and honor his sacrifice by beating the Bengals. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Rich Ornberger uh, with us here on Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. The player perspective uh, after what happened with DeMar Hamlin last night with the Bills. Uh, Rich, but before you, you go, we'd love to hear your perspective on what has been unfolding with the 49ers and their quarterback position. Uh, do, do you see it, as many others do seemingly, that Brock Purdy has just come in and the whole Jimmy Garoppolo-Trey Lance conversation that happened over the last year is maybe going to be rendered irrelevant. This is the guy going forward, and, and what kind of chance do you give him in the playoffs? Well, I, I would say this. If he plays the way he's played during the regular season, I give him a good chance in the playoffs. But we got to see him when the lights are the brightest, when the season is literally down to a winner-go-home standpoint. Um, because how many talented regular season quarterbacks have we given the moniker? They just cannot win in the postseason. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo... I think he's taken this team as far as he could. And the reason why they drafted Trey Lance is because they were hoping for that, that, that ceiling to be pushed a little bit higher to find a guy who has that it factor to get them over the hump in the postseason. You know, so they moved a tremendous amount of capital to get Trey Lance in the building to do that. So I don't know how Brock Purdy is going to perform in the postseason because we've never seen him in the postseason. But if he plays like he's been playing in this regular season, he's done some things now that have really impressed me. I mean, that was a really good push by the Raiders, and he made some big boy, real deal NFL throws and really carried that team to a victory in overtime. That was an impressive outing. You know, it takes that sort of intestinal fortitude to win in the playoffs. 
when when the moment matters, can you rise to the moment? And he was really able to do that. But you know, we're talking about we're talking about a regular season football game. So can that heartbeat stay low in the postseason? Can he truly push the ceiling higher the way Trey Lance was supposed to for this franchise? You know, when he was supposed to replace Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll see. But if he replicates what he's been doing in the regular season, there's a good chance that this conversation could potentially be over as to who the next quarterback leading the San Francisco 49ers will be because he's won over the locker room. We'll just see if he can win, you know, in, in, in later on in January. Yeah, we're, we're here for it without a doubt. Rich, last question, most important question. What kind of sandwich are you hovering over? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, Thank you. It's a ch- chicken salad sandwich, and I put uh, uh, ranch uh, Doritos on it. You know, like... Yeah. That's crazy. There's there mm. there something about like a, a like a perfectly made chicken salad sandwich. It's got the green onions, the scallions. Yeah, I mean, it's got some watercress in there. Like the what? What do they call like the water chestnuts in there? Exactly. I like a little crunch. I mean, this is. I'm not. I'm not saying that I. I'm enjoying this conversation. But what I'm about to do, I'm going to enjoy much. More. Yeah. Is it? Be <laughs> honest. Crazy. Did you take any bites while we were asking questions? Be honest. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's Rich. Good honesty. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a good conversation, too. Rich, thanks, bud. It's always good to hear you. Happy New Year. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.